Okay, so like it doesn't make any sense because the Goodwill Games in 1994 were in Saint Petersburg, but also those weren't the Winter Goodwill Games. I mean, also the Goodwill Games existed past 1986. I mean, also I don't think Iceland is a junior hockey powerhouse. What are you talking about? Of course they are. They're a Nordic state. <laughs> Sweden's good, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Just. It's like it's like how Didn't Denmark. Sebastian Aho play for that team. Sebastian Aho, he played for Finland, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he played for Iceland and the Mighty Ducks, didn't he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sebastian Aho wasn't born in 1994. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, I swear that this was the line, like Aho and Forsberg, and uh, I, I'm trying to think of a third Nordic player, but I can't. Line A. Line wasn't born in 19. Neither was Aho. <laughs> <laughs> or probably Forsberg. <laughs> there, I've Miko Koivu. He would have been old enough, probably. <laughs> Miko Koivu and Saka Koivu as line mates at World Juniors. At the Goodwill <laughs> Games. They're clearly too old to be there. Just like, just like adults. <laughs> Playing for Iceland. Oh, yeah. Not even Finland. Playing for Iceland. Or the fucking Viking jersey. They just went to their coaches and they were like, oh, yeah, we have to we have to take a week off to go play. To go play for Team Iceland. Aren't you guys Finnish? <laughs> well, uh, it's all yeah. about the same. Alex Burroughs is heading for Hello and welcome to Ugly Sweaters, a podcast where we talk about hockey jerseys. I am, as always, your host, Kelsey McCoy, and with me is the co-host, Joe Cuevas. Quack. 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 <laughs> so uh, today, uh, in celebration of the midwinter holidays uh, and surviving this uh, wonderful year of 2016, we're doing something a little bit different. So today we're going to talk about uh, the jersey featured in the greatest sports movie ever made, The Mighty Ducks. I thought we were talking about Miracle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Miracle... Changing thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miracle's up there, especially as a hockey movie, but The Mighty Ducks is the best sports movie ever made. And I know people who argue that it's the best movie ever made, but I, I'm not sure I'd put it quite that high. It's also strange that Disney's just made two hockey movies, or two hockey franchise movies, but like... I mean, like, there's, there's what, like five hockey movies total? Right. And Slapshot and Goon are the same movie, yeah. so... <laughs> so there's three Mighty Ducks movie, Miracle, and then Slapshot slash Goon. These are all the hockey <laughs> That's movies. That's five, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually all the hockey movies that I can think of, so... Uh, no, no, like, the other two are Love Guru and Mystery Alaska. So. Uh, I always forget about Mystery Alaska. <laughs> uh, so, we're talking about the jersey featured in the first Mighty Ducks movie because the second one is dead to me, and I don't acknowledge <laughs> the existence of the third one. So, The third uh, one's set in Shattuck St. Mary's? It's something like that. I haven't actually seen the third one. <laughs> um, I gave up after the second one. <laughs> 
It's like basically set in Shattuck St. Oh, yeah. Mary's. It's, it's like they go like to a, a prep school. High school drama <laughs> plus <laughs> hockey. It's it's great. It's great. <laughs> you guys aren't the ducks anymore. You're the warriors. You're going to wear a Native American stereotype as a jersey. But as we learned <laughs> from the second movie, they can only fly together when they're wearing a ducks jersey. Yes. Because, you know, that brings them together as a team more than wearing, you know, their national team jersey at the international tournament. There's no rule against it, I guess. I mean, it's just the Goodwill Games, so, like, eh, probably not. <laughs> the Goodwill Games were still a thing in 94? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's not even, like, Ivan Holinka or something. I mean, Goodwill Games featuring hockey powerhouse Iceland. I mean, Iceland's, like, what, 18th in IIHF rankings? It tracks. Something like that. I mean, it is a Scandinavian country, so it must be good at hockey. Just ask right, Norway. Right. As uh, as Patrick Laine has single-handedly taught us. Yeah, just ask Norway. If you're a Scandinavian, you must be great at hockey. Right, Matt Zuccarello? Tiny Norwegian hockey hobbit. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess we should probably actually talk about this jersey. Yeah. Uh, so it's not the one you're thinking of. It's the green one. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's not the jersey from D2 that went on to be the actual NHL Ducks jersey, or actually was the NHL Ducks jersey, because they started before the second movie came out. Um, Even though the second movie is set before that NHL season, because in-universe that NHL team is named after... That's confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they go to LA and there's that whole subplot about Emilio Estevez, like, you know, chatting up. LA and being corrupted by Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. Does that make so much sense in a hockey movie? Yeah. Um, Alright, well, yeah, it's the, not the jersey you're thinking of. It's the green jersey. So it's a base green jersey with purple, yellow, and black highlights. Yes. Which is a lot of colors. However, it is synergistic with the North Stars jerseys because uh, they were obviously black, green, and yellow. And they do have uh, a cameo in the first Mighty Ducks movie featuring such uh, talent as Mike Madano. Although I think they were the they were wearing the black North Stars jersey in that movie. Uh, by that point, they would have gone to just the Minnesota Stars branding, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was the black jersey with like the green end. Yeah. If I recall correctly, yeah. uh, right before tragically the North Stars were ripped from their home and sent to texas um just like the mighty ducks legacy was ripped from minnesota and sent to orange county yeah yeah i'm bitter (laughs) it is you know mighty ducks and fargo are the two great minnesotan movies and uh it really hurts for their legacy to be a hockey team in Southern California that has won more Stanley Cups than any Minnesotan uh, NHL franchise. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Okay, so Corey Perry. (laughs) (laughs) I think you mean Adam Banks. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, it's green. It's actually very synergistic with um, the green version of the North Star Stars. Like, the striping is very similar all things considered yeah um 
And uh, the addition of the purple with the gold yeah. is actually slightly reminiscent of the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, who are purple and gold. Uh, although I doubt yeah. that that was the intent behind that little bit of color. I mean, the the, the Ducks are another team that was stripped from. It, it's like the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers. The- We're finding like lots of layers of symbolism here, and which honestly is probably intentional. <laughs> um. If you weren't aware, the L.A. Lakers were originally the Minneapolis Lakers, uh, which is why they're the Lakers, because Minneapolis is the city of lakes. Um, As, uh, and they are, in fact, not named after the L.A. suburb of Silver Lake. Yeah. And they're obviously purple and gold. and Like the Vikings. Yeah, like the Vikings. And they were NBA champions in Minneapolis before being shipped to L.A. to be further NBA champions. Um, With the same colors as the Kings. Wow, this is like a sad episode for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Man, LA and former Minnesota teams. (laughs) Yeah, so this is it's a green base, uh, and then it has uh, black trim, and between the sort of black stripes, there's purple and gold striping as well. And then the logo is a somewhat busy duck playing hockey. Which With the D5 just like slapped on there in the middle. Yeah. And the thing about this that I actually find interesting is that the logo is obviously not really at all like the logo that they use in the second movie or the, you know, the canonical Mighty Ducks of Anaheim logo with yeah. the like duck mask. But it's also unlike so that uh, Anaheim would go on to use a more like a full duck with hockey stick uh, logo in their first third jersey um 95 and 96 but it is not similar to this duck (laughs) uh which i i had to check i was like is it actually like at all reminiscent of that duck and it is not no no (laughs) that's that's just straight up supposed uh the the duck's alt is just straight up supposed to be a wild wing Fair enough. Uh, so this is a duck in full hockey gear with a stick, skates, helmet. Looks like it's about to go, you know, play some hockey. And then as you do in full hockey as gear. As you do. And then it says ducks underneath the logo in yellow with purple trim or purple, like, shadow. I mean, it was the 90s. Drop shades were pretty common. Yeah. The thing about this jersey is it really does look a lot like... A 90s rec jersey from a team in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, it's probably a little more (laughs) intricate than your average rec jersey. You know, you're not going to usually find four different colors. I mean, you could. You could. Uh, And then, obviously, a lot most rec jerseys also, you know, especially for kids, don't have your name on them, which these do. These have, you know, the nameplate, and then the name and numbers are in yellow. I will give it that, like, the name number captain patches are all like super blocky so that probably does cut costs a little uh cut costs a little for this team yeah i mean honestly your jerseys aren't the most expensive part of a rec hockey league your or team your uh, ice time is yeah and like if like this team had an investor right yeah it was duckworth yeah yeah and so emilio estevez's evil lawyer boss so, like, whatever your investor is willing to pay for, normally it's just a jersey. Yeah. And as you can tell here, he's making a joke from his last name, so it works. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than I don't even remember what their original uh, name is. It's like the District Five. Uh, District Five. Like, yeah. Like like a Hunger Games thing. <laughs> I mean, I will say this: the way that they uh, do the districts in this movie bears little to no relation to how Twin Cities youth hockey districts work, because they own there's only like six, and somehow. Like, there's kids from St. Paul on this team, and famously, Adam Banks is from Edina, which doesn't even border St. Paul. Edina is a South Minneapolis suburb, and, like, there's no way that even through some magic of redistricting, you'd end up with, you know, people from that diverse of uh, areas on one rec team. But I realize that most people don't know that and also don't care. Go on. <laughs> I want to see where this is going. <laughs> Just that, you know, especially because there's no way that, you know, Edina, which is a separate city, would end up redistricted into a Minneapolis rec league. Like, you know, in the bigger cities in Minneapolis and St. Paul, like, obviously, you know, they're broken up into multiple rec districts um, for the way the sports leagues work. But they they never cross city lines. Like, there's no way that the suburb of Edina would end up at all in in a Minneapolis uh, rec district um, if for no other reason than just the way that the youth sports funding works from the cities. And also it's probably just like too expensive to drive. Yeah, it would depend. I mean, like, because transport time is a surprisingly large part of youth sports in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they... We're... It's not always convenient to play for this better team, which you're probably more qualified for because you live X amount of time away. Yeah. Uh, which is why, like, major junior youth hockey and stuff like that has, like, billet families and stuff. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like... This is also very far be- below that level. Yeah, and the way that it works <laughs> uh, uh, often is that, at least in rec sports is that uh, you can only play for the team that you live in that district. Yeah. And then you need often need some sort of waiver to play for a team from a different district. Uh, it's obviously a little bit different now because of the prevalence of club teams, even at the youth like rec level, where you know anybody can pl- try out for club teams usually. They're not at all associated with uh, local rec departments. Yeah. Uh, it could be a little bit different in hockey. I'm drawing all of this from my experience with uh, Minnesota youth softball. Uh, well, theoretically, it should carry. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, hockey in, uh, youth hockey in Minnesota is, is serious business. The high school state championship tournament is like aired on local television, and people care a lot and watch those games. Um, so... And the Wild have a patch on the stadium series jersey that says State of Hockey. Yeah, yeah, that's like just a Minnesota thing, State of Hockey. Um, so back to the jerseys. <laughs> All right. Would your softball team have afforded jerseys as intricate as these? At no. the age range that, that these players would have been? No, no way. I mean, like, when I was playing youth so- softball in Roseville, Minnesota, um, I mean, it was like super basic jerseys, you know, and, and obviously like a softball yeah. jersey is like, you know, doesn't have sleeves and is much less like the it's it's obviously very different from a hockey jersey. But um, 
But like I'm just imagining like a number and then some simple logo. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, our, we had numbers and then actually we did have names. And then, yeah, pretty simple logo. I think by the time my little sister was playing in the same association, it was like slightly like the jerseys were nicer. They were a little bit more yeah. intricate, but it was still pretty basic. Um, definitely no one yeah. would pay like a graphic designer to come up with like that, you know, intricate this of a dunk. logo. Um, <laughs> it was just like a I softball. I feel like this jersey actually works as like a youth sports jersey, mm-hmm. save for the random duck. Yeah, I mean, it's a that's the part that gets me is like how obviously like a graphic designer designed that duck. Like it's not and a did great not do a good job of it. It's not a great looking duck, but like your average, you know, someone cut money to association that member is not d- putting together that duck. Or like someone from ad sales in the law firm drew the duck. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, excellent, we can charge the kids another $5 for their jerseys. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and obviously now, like, all youth hockey jerseys have a big orange stop sign above the nameplate. Yeah. It's a stop so that they don't get checked. Which actually... remember, I, hockey is no contact up to a certain age. Or ever, you know, if you're a woman. Despite the fact that it's definitively a full contact sport. Yes. <laughs> Also, I've, you know, watched women's games where they still, they're still making plenty of contact. super physical. Yeah, like, yeah. Hillary Knight is a really physical player. Oh, yeah. The Pride in general are a very physical team. Boston sports. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the other thing is that um, hockey, there, you know, in the movie, there's a, a girl on the team, which is obviously just like to fulfill their diversity quotient in, uh, in the movie, but... Uh, it, you know, pretty much at no level hockey is a sport that even at the rec level is, you know, there's, there's really not, there's so many girl, girls teams available to play on, at least in yeah. Minnesota that, yeah. uh, you could be the best girl ever and you're not playing on the boys team. Like it's a little bit, you know, obviously there's examples of girls playing on football, men's football teams and playing on some base like youth baseball teams instead of playing softball. But hockey is not one of those sports where there's any sort of gender crossover. And I mean, like, that's also something that bleeds over into the professional level, mm-hmm. too. Like, even even today. Um, uh, and that's also, like, there are, like, five women's hockey teams in the United States. Yeah. No, wait, six. Wasn't counting the white caps. Wait, who's the fifth, then? The blades. Oh yeah, forgot about them. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I was like five. Yeah, the NWHL plus the Whitecaps. Yeah, and I was thinking like the, the NWHL plus the Whitecaps plus. Oh wait, no, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, by by the way, of course, the independent team comes from Minnesota. Oh yeah. Fucking great. Oh yeah. I love it. Uh, but it's like there aren't enough women's teams to stock the amount of potential women's hockey talents yeah uh and like you don't see that in the nhl even though there are really good women's goalies out there hillary and like hillary knight's practiced with the ducks before but like that's yeah just practice. i mean you have skaters like hillary knight you've got goaltenders like ott and uh obviously shannon uh Jen Zabados, Zabados. Uh, playing in the. I was like, I was like, I can picture SPHL. her name, but I cannot say it. 
um Zabados, yeah. yeah uh so you do have like some some very high you know vi- highly sk- i mean and i would argue that you know many of the nwhl players be they on the national team or not are as skilled as at least the least skilled nhl players yeah. if not yeah. you know especially when you take into account that they just play a lot less um, yeah but yeah no uh no former figure skaters playing hockey in their figure skates um also because you really can't play hockey in figure skates because the toe pick um when did we get into omg check please oh i'm still talking about the mighty ducks <laughs> gosh although that is a bone i have to pet to pick with check please that a he's canonically an ice dancer and they don't do like big fancy jumps like he's shown doing and uh you can't do those types of jumps jumps in hockey skates because they don't have a toe pick yeah anyways that's just me being pedantic <laughs> really this uh this is this is a festivist airing of kelsey's grievances with lots of hockey media and hockey in general <laughs> It's it's true. Um, me, a known pedant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, you know, I don't I don't mind this jersey so much. It yeah, it's it's like it's a youth rec jersey. I like it a lot better than the jersey in D two, the NHL jersey. <laughs> that has partially has to do with the colors. Yeah. Like the the eggplant and the jade and yes. the insistence of calling them eggplant and jade. Such nineties colors. Where, whereas this is just like this is straight up Minnesota design. Yeah, and that's something I really like about this jersey. Yeah, honestly. Uh, while they're, go ahead. So I honestly hadn't really thought about it until we started talking about it that these are, you know, North Star yeah. colors. Yeah, and there is like a lot of nineties graphic design in here, but it's not distractingly so, and it's more passable because. In universe, this is a jersey that kids were given so they could play hockey recreationally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to replace the nothing more ragtag, you know, group of you know bunch of jer- th- jerseys and sweatshirts they're wearing at the beginning of the movie, yeah. uh, including I think my favorite is the guy who who wears a there's is it Goldman wears a um a Wisconsin uh, sweatshirt <laughs> which I just enjoy. Um, <laughs> Kelsey, a known uh, Minnesota native, has bones to pick with the rest of the Midwest. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I do like that he wears a Wisconsin sweatshirt just because it's a very, it's like a nice little reference that, uh, I mean, it just, I, I have to say, like, honestly, I, this, one of the reasons that I like the movie so much is that it's very clearly, you know, closely observed um, movie about the Twin Cities. Um yeah. That was obviously made by people from there, which you and don't it couldn't see really take often. place anywhere else. Yeah, like that's something a lot of people don't realize about this movie. Like it could not take place anywhere that isn't Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, and like you know when when Emilio Estevez like goes and meets the team for the first time, and they're skating on like a like a pond rink um, outside, and that's just like straight up my childhood. You know, just <laughs> just playing pickup hockey at the park two blocks down from my house that they flooded every year so make a rink it, you know it's just like details like that that I think are very closely observed and I like a lot and the fact that like one of the kids is wearing a Wisconsin uh sweatshirt and another's wearing a Gophers a Minnesota Gophers like jersey you know those are just like those nice little details that really make me appreciate uh this movie 
even if I never met like a magical skate sharpener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, even though you never met uh, Basil McRae of the Minnesota North Stars? No, unfortunately not. Just randomly? <laughs> My mom might have. She's a big North Stars fan. I mean, I, I have at times met the U.S. National Bandy team because they are based in Roseville, Minnesota. Didn't you also actually play bandy? Yeah, though? I did actually play bandy. The one yeah. place in the country that you can play bandy. What a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh. I grew up in Southern California. I cannot relate to these experiences. <laughs> uh, when I did go to the ice rink so my sister could take uh, ice skating lessons before she stopped, uh, and my, I could also take ice skating lessons too, and like I did, and it was great. Like it was an actual rink. Lessons. <laughs> you mean you didn't just learn from your dad putting you on skates and shoving you onto an ice rink? I come from a tropical island. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, just, I just remember being a kid and like learning how to skate like at the, the park and obviously like a lot of kids are taught by like you they give you a chair and you like you know sort of try to balance or they're actually like like basically the equivalent of hot, of ice skating training wheels where they're double bladed skates um that like kids will use to balance and i just remember my dad being like no we're not doing any of that <laughs> yeah no like here we just had like the little scoot thingies the like where you hold onto the thing so you don't fall forward. Yeah, yeah, essentially like holding onto a chair. Yeah, yeah, and then now they have like these little seal things where you can just sit and then someone else is going to push you, and it's like you're just riding on the seal. So it's like which is dumb. It's like a, a stroller. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Come on. So clearly we had very different isolated <laughs> childhood. And I probably learned to skate like several years older than I would have. Had I been Canadian, <laughs> so so you're saying like as an infant? Yeah, so I was like five, you know, and yeah. some Canadian children learn when they're like two, yeah, like as soon as they can balance upright. Yeah, like I didn't get to the United States until I was two, <laughs> <laughs> so like it was really when my sister started taking an interest in the Winter Olympics that I learned to skate. I mean, impressed that, and I'd like, I'm impressed that you learned it all, given that you're in Southern California. Given that I'm in Southern California and I'm from a team whose double IHF ranking is undefined, but still a thing. <laughs> you mean hockey isn't huge in the Philippines? I wonder why. It's almost like there are four rinks in the country in total. <laughs> so, uh, winter sports are probably not. Not the most popular thing in, in tropics. And then I uh, and then I moved to the city where NHL goalie Thatcher Demko came uh, came up. Yeah, in. actual NHL goalie now, right? He was called up. Yeah, he was uh, he was called up as of this recording. So uh, congratulations to Vancouver Canuck Thatcher Demko, uh, who probably learned to skate the same place I did because I, I I learned to skate the San Diego Ice Arena. I know that's where he did youth hockey. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he has a better NHL outing this season than Malcolm Subban. And a moment of silence for the Boston Bruins. All right. Um, on a scale from Edina shithead Adam Banks to <laughs> to Minnesotan hero 
Charlie Conway, what do you give this jersey? Uh, in tribute of friend of the show, Tyler Birch, I'm going to give this a number 56, Russ Tyler. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, that's my third goalie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I will let you have that one. <laughs> uh, because this, I, I already said, this is an epitome of Minnesota as far as the color palette goes. The simplistic design works for exactly what it is. This is really good jersey for exactly what it is uh and the unexpected thing doesn't necessarily lead to the victory like the knuckle puck and yeah the cartoon duck yeah the knuckle puck that's fair i think i'm gonna give this a fulton reed the now the, lawyer fulton reed. the now lawyer fulton reed same haircut uh because uh you know this is it's it this is a jersey that is a role player you know, it, it's good for exactly what it is, which is the souped up movie version of a youth wreck jersey. Or a souped up youth version of an enforcer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, because this was in the early 90s and, you know, hockey teams all needed enforcers. Even if they were children playing <laughs> non-contact hockey. <laughs> um, uh, I guess uh, we should give the plugs and all that uh, yeah. jazz so you can find us on twitter at ugly sweaters pod and on tumblr at the same at ugly sweaters pod um, if that's your social media of choice uh, you can follow me on twitter at advs in chem where i you know talk about whatever it is that comes to mind and i can phrase in 140 characters or less uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe M. Cuevas. Cuevas is spelled C-U-E-V-A-S. Uh, you can find me retweeting things having to do with whatever I saw on my feed that day. Much like how most people use Twitter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> I guess uh, in commemoration of the holidays... We will leave you, not with a goal horn, but with some holiday music. On the road to glory, ain't no turning back. Got to be the man of the on the track of time. Look out, clear the way. Okay, whenever you're ready. All right. I think I'm done shitposting. I'm just looking at a picture of Saku Koivu now. <laughs>